Welcome to Tales from the First Tee. I'm your host, Rich Easton, recording from beautiful Charleston, South Carolina. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you're bold enough to return, thank you. This is the second part of a three-part episode. We're now on our fourth libation, and Tracy has spiced up the pineapple-infused tequila with an accidental vodka pour. If you like golf, yoga, Pilates, or just like hearing two adults do an inebriated crash dummy test on a podcast, stick around. Kids, there's something for everybody. do Pilates, which, how mm. is that different from yoga? Oh, it's totally, di- uh, it's totally different, actually. Um, yoga has been around for such a long, long time. Um, it's not ours collectively in this country, so to speak. Um, and it was brought here to us. It's a phenomenon now, but it's ancient, and it's based on many other things besides the physical. If you had a pie and cut it into slices, one slice of an eight um, piece pizza, only one slice of that would actually be the physical practice, the physical poses. And yet, so when, more of it's mental. Mm, it's not mental. The of this eight piece pizza, you could probably pick up at this point in the podcast that we've had a few drinks. I'm starving, and when Tracy starts using pizza as a simile or metaphor my mind starts to wander about toppings and crust pliability. I digress. The one piece is physical. So you go into any yoga studio and um, you're going to have that. Very few yoga studios teach the other seven components of yoga, which have to do with ultimately uh, behavior that is expected of you, behavior, how you treat others, um, and then the path to enlightenment, the path to meditation, the path to you know, your dharma. So it's a pretty serious system um, that I've found here in the Deep South is more of a physical practice than in New York and Connecticut. It's been like Americanized, like certain Italian right. food, like we, we pizza it, mm-hmm. so we right. have, or McDonald it into something that is a physical thing. Cause yeah. The, uh, well, here, I mean, I, I think here in the United States, no, in here South. in South, I think you know, you think more so in the South. Well, I guess California, you're right, because I've been out there and it's been a little different. Yeah, right? I think in the South, what I've felt is that um, people are worried that practicing yoga um, is in conflict with practicing their religion. Oh, I understand that. Okay, right. I see. So if you can make it more physical, then it's like, you know. It's none of those other seven pieces of pie. Yeah, it's right. just different. Got you it. know, it makes it it makes it makes palatable. And it is a good workout, you know. I mean, there is that component. If it was a physical practice that didn't get anybody any results, nobody would care. So that's yoga. Yeah, so Pilates is a lot less yeah, complicated. So what is, is Pilates? I think of it as like, okay, I'm going to say this word and you're going to laugh at me. Like calisthenics. How am I wrong about that? Um, hmm. God, odd question. Um, well, calisthenics usually involved um, movement that was continuous. Uh, Pilates are um, 
and exercise and exercise and exercise and exercise. It's so you're working on either a muscle, a connector you're just, muscle. You're, yes, you're, you're moving on. on. You typically start yeah. with the feet in Pilates and you move up the body, but they don't. They're not linked really beautifully like a vinyasa yoga class. You know, Got they're. You they know, be, this is what we're working. Uh, exercises, yeah, and say. it's also not. It's you know, there's no path in Pilates to enlightenment. There's no path in Pilates to, you know, learning how to get in touch with your mind-body connection and breathe and and. So it's calisthenics. It's not that either. Okay. I think you're just really proud of your new word that you're using. No, I used to, as a kid, we had calisthenics. It was something we had in gym. We had calisthenics. You just aged yourself. I, yeah, I love my age. Are you kidding? It means I've made it. Yeah, so Pilates is um, is a system of exercises that is designed to keep you, as I like to say, upright in your spine longer, utilizing the muscles of the back, belly, lateral hip rotators, things like that. So, yeah, it's different. Yeah. I don't even know what to compare that to in golf. I mean, well, I would say that driving is different than the short game, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah in terms of they're different. It's hard. I see what you're saying. They're different. One has more of a mental aspect than it does a physical aspect, although you use the physical to kind of get you in the um, in the positions and particularly at the end to have that uh, mental part of it. If any of you understand what the hell I just said, just write me back and tell me what you think I meant by that. Whereas Pilates is... We're now working on our leg, a certain part of our leg, then the other part of the leg, then maybe our abs, maybe our abs. So again, it gets back into these uh, like exercises I did when I was a kid in in elementary school, but it's it, a lot more sophisticated, but it's kind of similar <laughs> movements. You don't see it? No idea <laughs> what kind of calisthenics you were doing. I went in to a German company did calisthenics. What was happening on Long Island in the 60s for the love of God? We will work you out. Okay, so it's not the same as calisthenics. Yeah, it's not the right. same, but yeah. But it's not the same as yoga either. And how, do you, how does your body know how many classes of each you can do a week? Mm. Um, I just or is think it about like putting money in your bank? It's the same way as you. No, I will give it to it. You know when you've played too much golf. You know when oh, you've yeah. walked 18 yeah. holes. It's like when I'm crippled. Right. I'm walking with a well, lamp. Well, okay. And, so here's yeah. the difference maybe between you and me is I don't teach until I'm crippled. Come on. But yeah, it's, it's oh, no yeah. different. I mean, you have to decide. I mean, it's like... Okay, look, there there are weekend warrior golfers, right? They don't yeah. have the opportunity. Well, this was you back when you were working, right? right. You were lucky yeah, enough. You had two days to play, maybe right. a day and a half to play, maybe. Absolutely. And play as so much as you right, can. and so yeah. m- most, you know, your body being a weekend warrior, you know, your body is not as prepped, if you will, and you know, getting out there is like reinventing the wheel every weekend. I mean, look, right. I watch you who practice a lot, and from one day to the next, you could lose your swing. So it's, it's a horrible thing, right? The sport is. I uh, somebody was. I think Tim or somebody was telling me he saw this T-shirt, and on the front it says "I love golf," and on the back it says "I hate golf." Right, and that's how you feel every day. At least myself, because every once in a while you hit those career shots, those shots that feel like what you would imagine a much better golfer feels more often, and you hit those shots. And then this you is get like you when you're playing the piano. This is you always 
playing to yeah, who who have you been lately? Is it Joe Cocker? Who have you been pretending you have been lately? I think it might have been no, it, yeah, it was Joe Cocker a right. few weeks ago. Right. right. This is what I live with people. Right. Yeah. George Thorogood. Oh, he can right. play piano. Yeah. That's I would want to play piano the way he you plays. You just want to make the George Thorogood face when you oh, play. I think that guy yeah. is great. And here's the funny thing about him. So when he was popular, and again, my friend Tim was telling me, he's seen him a few times in Jersey. Oh, nice. I've never seen him. And he came to Charleston a few years ago, and I think he still rocks it, but I didn't go. How old is he? It's got to be 60s, I would think. 50s or 60s? No, he's older than me. 60s? <laughs> I mean, where do we want to go with this? It's some great math, I baby. I know. Not, I don't think 70s. <laughs> I think he's like, is he from oh, Jersey? Like, is he from up there? I think he is. Yeah. Okay. I think like he Springsteen is. land, yeah. But I discovered We're going to be Googling George Thurgood later. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. Where's he from? <laughs> right. How did he grow up? Like, how many laws did he break? Turns out he's from, like, <laughs> he went to Mississippi State. He's, you know. <gasps> yeah, I don't think so. Okay. But anyway, so. Um, yeah, so you play like that when you're, sw- you know. Well, I heard him play just a year or no, so I, mean, I started listening swing. to him. I mean, clearly at this point, after four drinks, Tracy could maintain the thread of the conversation, and I started getting off on a rant about George Thorogood and not seeing him before, but wanting to play piano like he plays guitar. I play, <laughs> but I golf like he plays. No, no, I don't think that's no, not Thorogood. We were talking about how I'm the one that brought up the music thing, but you were like, I swing like. No, I don't think I said that. Yeah, you did. I did? Yeah, you were talking about... It's the problem when with being you my play, age. I right. forget, like just a few minutes after you say something, you totally forget it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tracy. Yeah, nice to meet you. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so that's what Pilates is. That's what yoga is. And that's how you spend a tremendous amount of your working time, right? Every week. Do you have any yeah. days off now? Oh, uh, yeah, I still have Thursdays. Well, yeah, I try to have Thursdays. But yeah. but it's different. I, you know, I think that's another thing with the pandemic is I'm not able to practice as much um, with, you know, which I think as a teacher, um, I don't know what it's like for, for the, you know, the pros up at the golf course, the difference between giving lessons and just being able to play yourself. Um, to not have to talk and to just be a student and practice is a luxury that I don't have now as um I have Zoom fatigue like everybody else, so I don't want to come home and take a class on Zoom. Um, and I tried that for a while. I mean, I had a couple different, you know, um, websites that I love that I subscribe to, Cura's, you know, um, there's a bunch of great ones. And so I had had those over the time, but I, I found that I couldn't teach online and then take online. So that's been a struggle. Like for you, you go out and play and you go out and practice and you go and work on the course, yeah. right? I am missing that being a student, you know, so. um, So you desperately would like to see us get into a new normal where things are back open again. Well, I I mean, like everybody, the whole world wants, you know, I don't know about it being a new normal. I think it's going to be something, but it goes back a little bit to understanding maybe why the people in the neighborhood were upset back in March when they couldn't do anything. And watching golfers, you know, out there having a good time. Um, there is a little bit of jealousy, you know, that I can relate to. Because I do. I, I miss that. Just um, just imagine for you if you, you know, couldn't 
go out and play. Oh my God, I can't imagine what you would be like. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go through like uh, feats of depression. I have before. It's called Winters in Chicago. Right. And you just, um, you know, if you saved up enough money, maybe you took a vacation that year. Maybe you went someplace where it was warm. And maybe you could play golf. Did you always try to golf when you were on vacation? It depended on where we went. But if it was, a, and most of the times we um, would go someplace warm. Yeah. We In the beginning, it was like, you're in California, and it's it's always warm there, so it's pretty cool to go up and skate because you're going to come down to warm right, weather, right? Right, because you'd have golf most of the time, right? But I'm thinking so when, when you're, you're in, in Chicago, Chicago, right? You want warm, yeah, right. So yeah, so every once in a while we'd be in a place. A lot you of could times, go play. yeah, and then and Matthew uh, would also. That's when he started learning. Just as we're in different places, yeah. And so he's become a really good golfer now. That that's one thing that um, I think is so cool about golf is well, first of all, just the beauty. I mean, I so <laughs> when we lived on Long Island on the North Fork of Long Island, as you know, are these uh, maybe I don't know if they were there when you were a kid, but there are these beautiful sod farms, which actually on the PCH when you would go up the Pacific Coast Highway um, to cut over to Ventura to go up to Ohio where. I lived, um, there were huge sod farms. Yeah, right. Right, everywhere. And it was very similar. Like, I mean, I, I mean, it takes acres to grow sod, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> this was on the Camarillo Plains. Um, there would be like just acres you'd look across and there'd be onions. And they, it would smell amazing. I've never been to Valdosta. Wait, the, what are the onions? Yeah. Uh, the Vidalias. Val- yeah, right, I've never yeah. been there. And I wonder actually if it smells good. And Anyone from Georgia listening, write in and let Rich know what does it smell like in onion season. But I can remember it in California. Um, so to come across it when I left California and I moved out on Long Island, I used to love to go. So we lived on the southern tip, uh, the east end. And um, so there was a lot of cityots, as we called them, right? Um, a lot of Manhattan people that would come out and make life just very different. For those of you that didn't catch that, Cityots was the word she used. And I think that's insensitive, selfish people that come out to the Hamptons, out from the city, and just are cityots. But on the North Fork of, so you have the Hamptons and the North Fork. And the North Fork was like, to me, it seemed just very normal. These were hardworking local families that had been there for forever. A lot of fishermen, a lot of just salt of the earth people. So there were sod farms out there. Where was I going with this? Does it have to do with golf courses? <clears throat> yeah, it was. Yes, that's it. Why yeah. golf is so beautiful. Right. Yeah. So, oh my Lord, thank you for getting right. me there. Yeah, I knew So you the did. sod. So first of all, when I've been up with you and you look down that fairway, that's for me is looking at this just incredible, beautiful acre of green as far as you can see, right? And I'm usually, I don't get to see the golf courses like you do. So sometimes you've taken me out here and it's absolutely stunning. So I can see that's one of the best things about playing golf. The other one I I got to imagine is the pick it up and go with you. Like I always wanted to be a runner because I remember being, you you could take it anywhere. Yeah. All you needed were sneakers, right? I remember being in London and friends being like, Hey, you know, I'm going to go out for a run. Meanwhile, I wasn't going to get any exercise that week besides the walking we did. Right. So I was always jealous about runners. Um, And then when, you know, of course I've, been in yoga forever now but that's it and look we always have our mats in our car when we travel back when we did you know because we'd every place we went we would roll out our mats where was it when the the class was taught 
taught in French. Oh my God, we were and in Montreal. I and I don't speak French. Right. We and were in Montreal. So I do imagine I make what go. I think they're telling. Oh, it's And great. I don't think I was like in pace. Yeah. Right? So I would, well, I'm sure it'd be like if I was golfing, Rich would be like, you can't use the seven iron right now, baby. I'd be like, oh, I can't even tell them apart. Right. That was what it was like for me. He was actually, at one point, I came up and like I said before, I don't get to be a student very often. So I'm so happy when I'm a student. So I am on my mat. I've just kind of finally opened my eyes and Rich is facing the opposite direction. I had no idea. <laughs> she said, Jeune de la fin. it was something like that. S'il vous plaît, tournez à votre droite. And for some reason, I felt the way her arm was moving that I should be turning a certain direction. And so I get in this pose and I'm looking around and then Trace is looking at me. I am completely opposite. Yeah, but you know, the best class. part was, unlike when I try to golf and I get in the worst mood, you are so happy. You could have cared less. And it actually took me like a few like, hey, baby, Rich, to like get you to actually notice, turn around. Were we eating edibles on that trip? Oh, is my God. One? Hello. Hi, mom and dad. How are you? <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. I love when you out yeah, me. So. No, we were not. This was a straight up. It was a super early morning class. I don't class. speak French. Well, I don't yeah. speak any French, and I thought... You, you don't know, speak Southern either, but we've gone to classes in Savannah all no, the time and yeah, love yeah, it, and you wait. do fine. In Savannah, like, now do a down dog. <laughs> like, I know that. But if somebody goes, she need a thing. I'm like, all, what? they do not make that face when they say it. She was beautiful, you guys. She was like this just absolutely adorable. She's so French, and she just comes over, oh, you, you know, are you American? It was absolutely... She was adorable. Yeah. She was, yeah. 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 Oh, now you remember what she looked like. Well, you know, I wait for you to lead with comments like that. I'm not going to be the leader in something like that. But yeah, it was French. It was great. Yeah, it was enjoyable. So yeah, so we've gone to different places. But that's one that. of the great things is having that portability. Right. Yeah, right. You know, and we've gone to places where we've just rented mats too. You know, we Golf don't even have to. becomes a little more expensive, but it's like if people are going and they know they're playing at least two days... They will take do everything it takes to get their clubs packed up and either put them under the plane right. or ship them, which is a pain in the ass. Well, I remember you when you went it out, it was car, to see Matthew, gotta, right? And right. you took your clubs. And yeah. I was like, you're going to fly yeah. with your golf club? That yeah. was to me so, well, you know, I'm a minimalist why, packer. But I'll tell you why. This is why I do it. There are a lot of golfers that are so good that they could go to a golf course, rent the clubs that the golf course has provided. And typically they're okay clubs, but probably if it's a really good golfer, not as good as their clubs. And these people could go out and hit like it's their own clubs. And they're just as good with rental clubs. I get rental clubs and I am an idiot. Feels clunky? <laughs> it just doesn't. So it's, how not, it's not my set of clubs. So how attached are you to your set of clubs, young man? Like, are golfers super attached to so, their... to answer that question, um, enough that I would fly someplace if I'm playing a really nice golf course for one day. Wow. Otherwise, if I'm playing, like, a community course, or go, then it's got to like be a, multiple days. If it's days. a big deal, you've been waiting to play this course, you're not going to play it with rentals. No way. Wow. I would hop on anyone's mat. I would hop on my girlfriend I just taught, taught yoga with and do a class on her sweaty mat. I could care less. So there's a difference between the two, I guess, right there. That that's what you got out of <laughs> different. Both transportable, but one is willing to lug yeah. a lot more than the other person. And I will say, yeah. one is more beautiful. I mean, golf courses for the most part, absolutely beautiful. 
I don't, there is very rare that I walk into yoga studios and I am. Oh, how about this? We're up in Charlotte and we head out to where they have the water park. Oh, that was a good one. Right. The outdoor. The U.S. rafting uh, place up there. Right. Right. And then the whitewater uh, rafting facility that the Olympians train on. We didn't on. do that, but we did. A, we walked around. And we did yeah. a yoga class there and listened to music. I think afterwards. Right. But the yoga class was outdoors. Yes, and that in the forest kind of thing. Right. With it was little platforms. Yeah. So if any cool. of you are up um, near Charlotte when the world opens again, at the whitewater rafting uh, facility up there, they have all kinds of things. Um, yeah, Rich is right. They have music almost every night. They do food there, um, and then they. I mean, they do mountain biking. It's not just whitewater rafting. They do a ton of really cool. So if you have an active family, or you know, you and your partner want like a really good. You know, because you can kind of do both. You can get a little bit of We're not being sponsored by that. I know, right? Like talking about Charlotte. Like, you should go to Charlotte, folks. (laughs) But it is a great thing. But they did. They have um, some outdoor classes there. And it was packed. Remember how many people were there? Yeah, it was packed. And it rained a little bit, I think. Rained a little bit. There were dogs walking around. Yeah, Yeah. it was very cool. I like the whole dog walking around yoga. Yeah. I like Particularly the ones that are not jumping. Like the right. dogs I've had in the past, no way. Unless you had like a big bone for them to gnaw on. <laughs> Which sounds jumping. really good. That's what I want in my class. It's a gnawing <laughs> yeah, like dog <laughs> right. bone. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I didn't do it. Yeah. But um, yeah, so uh, that was a good experience. I enjoyed that. You know what I noticed? I was just thinking about the whitewater rafting and how we are fabricating things that are like uh, the wild. for So... There's whitewater rafting when you're out in these, you know, number fours, fives. I mean, that's mm-hmm. you're out in the wilderness and you're sure. doing it. But for people that just can't get there or can't afford it, we've created this pseudo mock of whitewater rafting, right? And it gives you enough thrill. Isn't doing, that what every not, amusement park is about? But it's about? not the nature of it. It's like we were at this party the other night, and this is the first time I'd ever seen this. These guys, first of all, I see them all lining up with these shotguns. And I'm thinking, this we is are the in coolest. the south. <laughs> I'm thinking this is the coolest party ever because they're shooting skeet. And I'm like, I haven't done that, but I don't go to many parties where they have a right, bunch. But of we guns. noticed that it was very quiet, which it wasn't skeet making is a not loud. loud right. right? It wasn't. And I'm like, what the? F-? I didn't understand. <laughs> this is how slow I am. And then somebody said it's laser skeet. Laser skeet, right? And I'm watching, and I guess most of you, <laughs> you've probably done this, and it just shows how I'm out of touch. But you get there, everybody has these guns and they have these, it shoots two lasers at a time. And the guy shoots the skeet up in the air and he goes, shoot. And you know, the skeet starts flying out and you have two shots to hit a laser shot to the disc. Now, you can't it's see really it happening. It's really hard to see, right. All you could see is the disc and this little light going on on your gun when you shoot it. Which and is then, super, super, let's just stop for a second and say how super unsatisfying that is. Yeah. If you've ever I wanted to hear this shot sound. a gun, right. right like, right. you know, this thing was, I mean, this thing was worse than like a Nerf gun that you, you could make cooler noises with your own Nerf gun when you were a kid. It was like a BB gun, you know, that sound. It wasn't sound even BB that gun good. Like, it was just a, like no, that. it wasn't even that cool. It was yeah, like, right. Right. Yeah, right. Right. Unsatisfying, yeah. It was. So that was the first thing that it's like, okay, this is really different. Obviously, the other is there are no bullets. But then what you do is you see they have this board maybe 10 yards in front of you, and it has the position of every shooter and whether or not they hit the target. And I got to tell you, the feeling I got when I'm shooting the gun and thinking I'm hitting the target, whatever the score was, it was exact same feeling. I could not tell if I was hitting it or not hitting it until afterwards where you saw your score. 
I mean, I never felt that my the head of my gun was ever on that target. I'm just a shitty shooter. Mm-hmm. I'm a left eye dominant, and I'm a righty. So right. I'm just fucked up. Well, you were the only one. You were, you know, you were shooting southpaw. Yeah, so I start, I shot lefty because. Wait, this, don't yeah. you putt lefty? I do putt and lefty. drive righty. Yeah, so I'm a little fucked up that way. So I don't know. Is that messed up or is that? Just- I've met there are. I don't know why I do it. I think um, that whenever I put a stick in my hand, whether it was a baseball, lacrosse stick, hockey stick, I picked it up like a lefty. Always, right. everything. Instinctively. Instinctively, but yet when I'm picking it up with one hand, I'll pick it up with my right hand and throw it. So right. right. And I, I learned to write. My my brother and both my I'm parents not sure are if that is writing that I'm looking at. That is a serial killer. Not a killer. good writer. Yeah. yeah. So I, you know, I use my right hand to <laughs> not write <well>. with, <laughs> but it's not, it's not good. That's why I love, you know, using a computer to write things. I mean, you could send people notes. I love emails. Because all they see is a word-corrected, vocabulary-corrected sentence that you probably wouldn't have told them in the beginning or written to them in your hand. This is where we leave off on part two, where I clearly showed a different understanding of Pilates than Tracy would explain. I still think it's calisthenics. Also, where I had my own interpretation of French when they taught yoga purely in French, and I don't speak any French, but it felt great. I was also observed to be moving quite a bit, which we both determined maybe that's the cause of some of my chronic pain in my, in my golf swing. And then we both agreed, laser skeet shooting, unsatisfying unsatisfying. You don't get to see anything blow up and you don't get to hear the gun shoot. It's just not the same. I invite you to join us for part three, where we talk about how golf is a visceral sport, where we talk about how body aware individuals excel at golf. Pro athletes illustrate that their skill sets translate from whatever their pro sports are to golf. The pandemic effect on quarantining us from things we really enjoy, like going to the movies, theaters, and travel. I invite you to come listen. You've been listening to Tales from the First Tee. I'm your host, Rich Easton, recording from beautiful Charleston, South Carolina. And if you've enjoyed listening to Tracy, you can visit her website at tracyabeles.com. Or if you want to see her styles of yoga and Pilates, you can visit her Facebook page at Couple of Chicks Doing Yoga. And you know where to find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and my website, all Tales from the First Tee. Hey, all the cool kids are doing it.